0: Welcome to the Industrial Entrepreneur Podcast, where we talk about how to grow an industrial business, make more money, and the many failures and lessons learned along the way. I'm your host, Luke Binden, and I co-own a small manufacturing business. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Once humans develop artificial intelligence, it will take off on its own and redesign itself at an ever-increasing rate humans who are limited by slow biological evolution couldn't compete and would be superseded. So what you just heard is a clip from 2014, eight years ago, of Stephen Hawking giving his predictions on where artificial intelligence is going to take us. So that's kind of an existential outlook on where artificial intelligence is heading. Uh, Not really going to take that route today. I want to talk more about some practical Tools and websites that you can use today that are coming out constantly that will continue to come out this year that you can use to make yourself more efficient, uh, make your business more profitable, and just overall um, work smarter. So, before we get into it too far, uh, let's define artificial intelligence or AI. Now, if you look it up on Google, it would be defined as the simulation of human intelligence processes by machines, especially computer systems. Now, specifically the artificial intelligence or AI models that have become super popular over the past like six months are a lot of large language models or LLMs as they might be referred to. Uh, And a large language model is just a type of artificial intelligence that's been trained on huge amounts of data and basically just to understand human language and generate human language. And in case you've been living under a rock, you probably have heard of OpenAI or ChatGPT. And on November 30th of 2022 is when ChatGPT became available to the public. Um, Just to put this into context, it took them five days to reach a million users, which if you put that into perspective, Facebook took two years Pinterest took four months and Angry Birds took 35 days. So, this is one of the fastest adopted technologies that has ever been put out by any humans. So, OpenAI is partly owned by Microsoft, who just purchased um, 49% of OpenAI and they made a $10 billion investment into OpenAI, which is fascinating on a lot of different levels. Um, really the key players here to look out for are Google, obviously Microsoft, um, probably Amazon, probably Facebook and some of the other large, uh, platforms that are out there. Maybe some Chinese companies that will step up to the plate and try to capture some of this market share. You're seeing just tens of billions of dollars being poured into Startups that are being built on the back of some of these large language models, like uh, OpenAI's ChatGPT, and things are changing rapidly, like very, very rapidly. I think the past week, OpenAI released that they're lowering the cost of their API, um, basically a, a way to back end into the system and like use their large language model. Uh, to train for startups and different companies. They reduce the cost uh, of access for that about 90%. So you'll see that there's just going to be this massive influx of companies that'll come out in the next, you know, one to three years that are marketing themselves as AI companies. And it's going to be very similar, or people predict that it's going to be very similar to the uh, kind of the dot com, uh, internet age bubble, where you had just all these new companies blow up out of nowhere. And then the Microsofts, the Amazons, the Facebook, you know, the Apples come out of it as like the key players. And so we could see some new trillion dollar type companies come out of this boom. Anyway. So what am I using right now for AI tools to help my business? The first obvious one would be chat GPT. Um, I've used it to write blog posts, case studies, white papers. Um, Most recently, I wrote a blog post that was four or five paragraphs long within 20 minutes. And this is like a very technical type instructional blog post about SF6 gas analysis and how to interpret the results of an analyzer. And everything is laid out professionally. And I only had to make a few minor tweaks to the actual body text um, and then had it generate a title for me actually had to generate like 10 or 12 titles that I could pick from that, you know, were optimized for search engine optimization and to grab the reader's attention. And I went in and picked my favorite one and, and posted it. And this all took me probably 30 minutes, which this type of process or writing blog posts, normally takes me like half a day just because you have to do all the research and um, really get your P's and Q's together. And, you know, just writing takes a long time, but that took me half a day. So the other really cool thing I like to use it for was uh, accounting questions. So I use QuickBooks online for running our business and I was able to ask it a, I would say, semi-specific question that normally would, you would see it on like a QuickBooks online forum in which people get paid to answer like CPAs get paid to answer those types of questions. Uh, I think it was like a, how do I eliminate this tax account and show that I paid this off with a credit card without, you know, adjusting the journal entry or whatever. And it gave me a very succinct, uh, answer to that. And it actually worked and it was the right thing. I checked it later with my accountant and you're like, yeah, that was, that was the right thing to do. So that's pretty cool. Um, writing emails also can be done in chat GPT and you'll notice kind of a common theme here is that you get out what you put in. And so prompting the AI is a skill in and of itself. Um, there's actually been a huge influx in the amount of, uh, job postings for prompt engineers, like prompt software engineers. And the whole idea behind it is you have to know how to interact with the AI in order to get what you want. And part of that is just saying the right thing or prompting it the right way, just like you would if you were an experienced programmer. And so super fascinating stuff. But uh, a couple of the other tools I like to use or have played around with uh, GPT for Sheets is basically a uh, back-end plugin for uh, chat GPT's API and you use it with Google Sheets, and you can do a lot of really cool stuff. So, that'd be one to go look up and take a look at. And the last one would be Dolly 2, which is a ChatGPT or OpenAI product um, for producing images based on text. So, you could say, Give me a picture of a cat with a traffic cone on its head playing guitar, and it'll generate an image. Of exactly what you said, and it'll give you a bunch of different variations of that. Now they they kind of look a little janky, but especially if you're doing something just to kind of brainstorm, be creative uh, for marketing stuff, it's fun to play around and see what you get on there, and then just kind of spark your imagination. Um, some promising short-term projects that are on the horizon, I think, are going to be coming very quickly. The first one of which is probably something that you use for your business every single day, uh, which is a Microsoft product. You might use Outlook, Word, PowerPoint. You might be even using the Outlook Dynamics, the CRM or ERP system. Um, All of these products are going to have artificial intelligence in the background if they already have not been integrated um, a little bit. I saw a tweet from Satya Nadella today, who's the CEO of Microsoft, basically saying like, hey, this is rolling out as fast as we can get it to roll out, which is going to be just amazing in my opinion. As soon as I can have my digital twin be trained on all of the emails I've ever sent and basically write a draft for every email that I sent or every email that I'm about to send, and I basically just press send on it, or like review it, and then just press send. It's going to be amazing for most you know, executives. And the final one I think is worth keeping an eye on is another Microsoft um, product, and this is Point E. It's a open AI, tied into the open AI API, um, basically for generating 3D-generated models. So it's a text-to-3D-models Um system. So you can say, I want a green chair with a tall back three feet tall by two feet wide, and you'll get a 3d model that you can, you know, import into CAD or SolidWorks or whatever. And it's kind of janky like some of these other ones right now. Um, it's getting better and better, but I think, you know, maybe five, 10 years, that's probably one that will replace or help optimize a lot of manual CAD work, uh, which for someone like me who doesn't do CAD work every day, but you know, has ideas that he wants to get down on paper and visualize. Um, this is just, just honestly just so invaluable for something like that to be available. So those are some of the, you know, one to three year type companies to keep an eye on, but what's coming if you look you know, five, 10, 15, 20 years down the line. um, It's really, really hard to predict. I think humans are really bad at predicting uh, technology. I mean, throughout history, you've had some pretty rough cases of people trying to predict what's going to happen. And here's some of my favorites. So you have Lord Kelvin, British mathematician and physics physicist in 1895 He's quoted as saying, heavier than air flying machines are physically impossible. So that was 1895. Um, Here's one from 1995. The inventor of Ethernet, Robert Metcalf, says, I predict that the Internet will go spectacularly supernova, and in 1996, it will catastrophically implode. So that was one year before 1996, 1995. Um, And there's just example after example of people getting these predictions so far off so it, it's hard to know where either not ethernet where AI is going to take us um, here are some of my predictions though so with Microsoft's 10 billion dollar investment into open AI I find that it's fascinating that open AI would value their company only at 29 billion dollars um, and kind of cap that out with the amount of attention and market share that they're gaining rapidly. Um, you know, it could be a, a trillion dollar type market if, if it goes where some experts think it could really go as far as artificial intelligence. So what I think is going to happen is you're going to have chat GPT, open AI and Google really racing to the bottom, um, trying to produce these large language models. Um, that bigger companies can be run on. Um, They want to basically get their models to the lowest cost so that they can get the most market share that they can because they recognize that the real opportunity for their company is to become the default platform uh, for all of these other companies to be built off of and use their large language models to build their companies on. So anyway, short term, like I said, I think the single person, the knowledge workers output will go up pretty like notably, pretty drastically, um, you know, maybe 10, 20, 30% within one to three years, just because of all the automation that'll come out with AI. Um, I think after that we'll have truly, you'll start to have a digital twin for the work that you're doing, where, like I said, you might have an email that is drafted and it sounds just like you and has all the knowledge that you've trained it on. Um, And it basically is a digital twin of yourself. Now, I think if you give it three to five years, we're gonna start to see some enterprise solutions that basically takes in all your data from your ERP, your CRM, accounting, emails, marketing, anything related to your personal inputs and starts to make proactive recommendations for your business, or for your HR, for whatever, and can start to make really calculated, um, important recommendations that you might get from like a high level consultant, I think we're three to five years off from having that. And I think if you get 10 plus years out, you kind of start to lose the ability to predict what's really going to happen. But Uh, here's what I think is going to happen. I think AI systems will be running entire businesses, probably small businesses to start off with. Um, You might have AI systems running for political office. (laughs) I think you'll have AI civil rights marches where people are upset that artificial intelligences don't have the same civil liberties as humans do. I think you're going to see that in the US. And I also think You'll see someone you know will be in an exclusive relationship with an AI system. Who knows? Uh, Those are my predictions. We'll see if it comes true. We'll come back to this podcast and I'll either be laughing all the way to the bank or embarrassed and we'll never play this again. (laughs) So we'll see. But as the old saying goes, predicting the future is easy. Getting it right is the hard part. Real quick, guys, if you like this type of content, feel free to leave me a review down below. Uh, It really helps reach more people and hopefully spread a message worth spreading. I started this podcast because I wanted to help other entrepreneurs grow their businesses and also find other like-minded people that want to collaborate later on in our careers. So you can find me at LinkedIn at Luke Binden. Thanks for watching. Catch you on the next one. Bye.